This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise the Lord. Amen. You ready for the word this morning? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the word is powerful. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your mercies today. And I ask that you make my tongue as a pen of a ray writer speaking your very words. And Father, give us hearing ears to hear what your spirit is saying. And I endeavor to give you all the honor and glory this morning for what you're doing in us and through us. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Well, you know what? I still feel motivated to preach on faith. Amen. And uh, because I still think that there's a lot of people, you know what the devil's trying to do in the end days, he's trying to put people in fear. And that's how the devil operates. He wants to get us anxious. He wants he wants us to be fretting the devil. He wants us to be nervous. Uh, He wants us worrying. Um, All those are negative emotions and they should not be a part of a Christian's uh, life. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I like what the, the Bible talks about. The kingdom of God is righteousness. And then uh, Paul says righteousness, which is we have right standing with God through the blood of Jesus, which should bring us peace. Amen. But righteousness, peace and joy in what? The Holy Spirit. So what, what should we be walking in? Peace and joy. Amen. And so I, I think when you get a revelation of of, you know, your heavenly father, the love of your heavenly father, you're going to start walking in more peace and joy. And of course, it's a good fight of faith. Amen. Amen. It's a good fight of faith to to stay at peace. It's a good fight of faith that, you know, because, you know, just with everything going on these days, it's it's a fight to stay in peace, isn't it? It, It's a fight to cast our cares on the Lord, isn't it, at times? Because, you know, the enemy's working. You know, he's, he's out here and he's trying to destroy Christians' faith. So uh, today is Faith Basics Part 6. And, you know, we've been on faith for a while. And I'm just going to kind of recap a little bit on it and, and go into my message. And uh, we discovered in the series, in Romans 10, 17, uh, faith only comes one way. And that, co- that it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I like the way the Holy Spirit put it on Paul as he as he wrote this is that faith comes by hearing and hearing. And so what that means is that that we as faith people, we have to consistently uh, be in the word of God. Amen. We have to be consistently putting our eyes on the word of God. We have to consistently in other words, we eat three meals a day. Hopefully you eat three meals a day. Hopefully you're getting that word in every day. And, you know, uh, God told Joshua uh, when he uh, took over the Israelites, when Moses passed away, he told Joshua to meditate on the word of God day and night. And so that we can observe to do what's written in it and then we'll have good success. So I'm going to say this to you today that. Your success in God wholly depends on how much word you have in you and how much word you're you're acting on. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And I'm going to say this again. All of us are dealing with different situations. The enemy's trying to put fear and doubt and anxiety on us. That's when we need to keep our eyes focused on the word of God. So faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. You could say this revelation comes by hearing and hearing by word. In other words, we got to get revelation of the goodness of God in our life. Amen. Uh, number two, God imparts supernatural faith in us, in our spirits through his word. So, so, so really, our faith is not just ours. Uh, we don't get it just on our own. God imparts this supernatural faith. And it's the faith that can move mountains. You know, I, I like what Jesus said. Jesus said, it only takes a mustard seed of faith. You don't have to have a lot of faith. Just a mustard seed of faith to move mountains. Think about that. Just a little bit of faith. Amen. And so I, I like that. Uh, you know, it says in Romans twelve three, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. That's pretty powerful. But to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And we found out in our series that your faith can grow. Look at your neighbor and say, your faith can grow. Amen. Your faith can grow. So, so God wants our faith growing. Amen. He doesn't want us to be stagnated in our faith. We, he wants us moving forward in our faith. He wants us growing. Do you think you believe that God wants us growing in our faith? Amen. So we, so God wants us to grow in our faith. So he gives us a measure uh, of faith. And then, then he allows us to, to operate in faith for it to grow. Number three, uh, we, having faith, we can speak to our mountains. And, and this is the key to faith is that you have to speak it out. You got to speak out the promises of God's word. You, you have to speak it out and you have to look at it. You know, I, I've, I've, I've heard of people dealing with situations in their life where I know one lady was dealing with cancer and she had terminal cancer and she put scriptures all over her house and everywhere she looked, she saw a scripture. Amen. And she would also confess the scriptures daily. Well, that was Dodie Osteen. She's still here today, but she had a death warrant and she should have died many years ago. But she allowed that word of God to become real to her. And so that's the reason why you're here today, because God can make the word of God real to you. And the reason why some of us are losing in our Christian walk is because the word of God is not real enough. In other words, what 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 seems to be more real is the natural circumstances that we're looking at. And my Bible says what we see in the natural is subject to change. Amen. In other words, that the natural is subject to change, but the eternal, the word of God is a solid foundation and it never changes and it will change the natural. Listen, listen, you might be going through a problem today. You might be going through an issue, but it's subject to change. Do you believe that today? I I believe that today. So so what do we need to do? How do we make those things change in our life? How do we create change? You speak to the mountains in your life. You know, Jesus talks about it in Mark 11, 22. Jesus said, have faith in God. See, that's where faith begins is having faith in God, believing that he's El Shaddai, 
that, that there's nothing beyond the possibilities of what God can do. Amen. Do you believe that today? And so Jesus said, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we see here, uh, Jesus is talking about speaking to your mountains and he's saying, speak to your mountains, but don't allow that doubt to come in. In other words, sometimes we'll speak to our mountains and it doesn't seem like the mountain of the problem is changing. And a lot of times what happens is we tend to speak what's going on at that moment. Lord, why isn't this changing? Lord, why? And we start questioning things. Have you ever been there? And you're and you're like, I've been praying and things aren't changing. <laughs> Amen. And uh, and but 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 I'm going to say this. Keep speaking to that mountain. Keep speaking uh, grace to your mountains. Amen. Keep speaking that the grace of God's word. You know, Jesus came, you know, the law was given to us by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So his word, Jesus's word is personified grace and it's personified truth. Grace is God's power to operate in our lives. I'm going to say it again. God's grace, see, our faith activates God's grace or his power to change things. Do you believe that today? So it's going to be your faith. Your faith has something to do with the power of God in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, you've got to have some faith. Amen. And God has already given you faith. And all you have to do is exercise that faith. Now, I'm going to say this. The fourth key is that faith alone is not enough. Oh, man. Faith alone. No, no. Uh, Let me say it this way. Believing alone is not enough. You have to act on your faith. In other words, you've got to couple faith with action. Amen. In other words, you have to you have to act like God's word is so. How, uh, what do you what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, if you believe that God's word is true, then you're going to act like it's true and you're going to be rejoicing, not grumbling and complaining. Amen. You know, the Israelites, what happened was uh, they were in bondage for so long. It was hard to get Egypt out of them. And so they they came into the wilderness and and God was really providing for them with the manna that came down. And then then he had that cloud by night, uh, by day, which kept them, uh, you know, not so hot. You know, they had they had air conditioning in the in the desert, in a sense. And then at night when it got cold, there was a pillar of fire at night. God was supernaturally providing for them. But you know what? It wasn't enough. <laughs> they they were they were focused on the wrong things. They weren't looking at what God has already given them. And they were focused on things that they didn't have. And they started griping and complaining. And they weren't focused on getting into the promised land. And I'm going to say this. When your eyes are focused on the promised land, the facts don't count. 
Do you believe that today? When you keep your eyes on the promised land, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You know, I, I think about Jesus and, you know, how did Jesus... How did he endure all that the criticism? How did he endure all the, you know, the naysayers? You know, Jesus had a lot of opposition. A lot of people say, oh, no, Jesus has walked through life like it was easy. No, no. I mean, Jesus had a lot of opposition. His first sermon, they tried to throw him off a cliff. You know, they were trying to kill him left and right. I mean, his first sermon. I'm glad they didn't do that. Glad the church didn't do that to me. Amen. But uh, they tried to throw him off a cliff. They tried to kill him every way he turned. They were, ta- they were telling, they were saying, you know, the Pharisees were saying, you got a devil in you. They were trying to discredit him. They were doing everything they can to, just to destroy Jesus' reputation. You believe that? Jesus, you know, some people think Jesus had it easy down here. No, he had to walk by faith. He had to walk by faith. He had to walk by faith regardless of what it looked like. He even preached a sermon one time about drinking his blood and eating his flesh. And he had a lot of followers and they all left him. They all said, that's it. I'm out of here. He's talking about capitalism. You know, I can't deal with that. And, and it said there was a multitude falling. They just start leaving. You know, and all of a sudden there was like, and there, it was, his disciples were kind of, were kind of, kind of freaked out about it too. You know, like, wow, eating my, I mean, Jesus like, and then Jesus said to them, and I, I love Jesus. He wasn't worried about it. Jesus said, uh, do you guys want to leave me too? And of course, Peter said, you're the only ones with the, you're the only one with the words of life, Jesus. Where would we go? Of course, you know, J- Jesus demonstrated the power of God through all that he did. Amen. Jesus demonstrated. I'm going to say this, that when you read the Bible, you'll find that that a lot of the patriarchs and the people in the Bible dealt with impossible situations. I don't know if you ever studied the Bible. It just it seemed like everybody had an impossible situation to deal with. And God was able to bring them out of the impossible and make you might be thinking right now your situation's impossible. But God can change the impossible and make it possible. I I mean, Abraham's situation was impossible. He was old. Sarah was old. It was impossible for them to have a promised child, Isaac. But God did it. See, you're never too old for the power of God to work in your life. And you're never too young. Amen. And so it doesn't matter if all the odds are against you. God specializes in the impossible. Do you believe that? You know, I, I think about all these patriarchs that, 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 that were, it seemed like the odds were against them. You know, Jacob, you know, the, the deceiver, you know, he, he, he deceived his brother out of the birthright. And, and, and it, it just looked impossible. But God was able to prosper him even while he was under, you know, Laban, his uncle. He worked for his uncle for many years and Laban uh, was uh, changed his wages, I think, seven times and didn't pay him what it was worth. But God was able to 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 reveal and give uh, Jacob a, a plan and, and was able to, uh, to he was able to walk away with all these flocks of Laban's. He became a wealthy man. What seems to be impossible in the natural, it's possible with God. Do you believe that today? So, so we have to believe in the impossibility of God. So my title of my sermon is that, that um, 
that you must see it to receive it. Now, I know that sounds like a paradox because when you when you hear the scripture, we walk by faith and not by sight, uh, which is a great scripture. That scripture is saying we walk by faith and not by the natural circumstances. In other words, we believe God's word over the natural circumstances. In other words, we don't ignore the natural circumstances. We don't say they don't exist. That, that's not faith. No, no, no. We speak what we believe is going to change the natural circumstances into the, the, the plan and the will of God for our life. Amen. I was listening to this one minister yesterday and... Uh, you know, he was going to Bible school. He was giving this story and um, and he went to a park and this is back in the 70s. And uh, this and there were people with tattoos. And 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 back then, if you had tattoos back in the 70s, you were you know, you were you, you weren't a fashionable person back then. You were a rebel. You know, you were considered, you know, a, a, a rebel back then in that day. And nowadays you have a tattoo. It's all fashionable. <laughs> And uh, and so but uh, uh, but uh, the Lord said minister to these people and he was a little nervous, you know, and he and he went ahead and ministered. And one of the guys said he was going to kill him, you know, and quit ministering the Bible. And then, you know, he said to the guy, you know, uh, you know, you can't kill me. And I just wanted to minister the love of Jesus to you. And and, and then that the, the guy that had the tattoos, you know, was convicted and then another guy said you keep talking I'm going to kill you and and then the spirit lord said it's time to go you know and so he leaves but he's he felt really bad about it you know he just felt like he lost because because you know he he left but he wasn't really able to get these people saved and and a couple of days later he started praying about it and, and 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 he said lord you know these people really need you and and they, they need your love and they need to be saved and, and they're out there, they're lost. And, and, and so, so he started praying for them and, you know, he felt like the Lord said, well, why don't you pray for him? And he started praying and all of a sudden the anointing started working and he started uh, groaning in the spirit for their souls. You know, you can, you can pray people into the kingdom of God, but you've got to get yourself in a place where you're, you're seeking God. Hey, you got to get yourself. You can pray people into the kingdom of God. And, and, and he said he started groaning and, uh, and it's called travailing in the spirit. And uh, and so and, and he did that. And then uh, then he felt led a couple of days later to uh, he, he was going to go bring some donuts to these guys. And as the Lord said, no, that's not right. And, uh, you know, God will lead us and guide us. And finally, he went to a vegetable place where his, where his wife went to and he found a big watermelon and, and he felt led to, to get a friend to come with him. And he went back to that park. And what happened was he was able to, you know, get that watermelon. It was a huge watermelon. And he was able to cut that watermelon up, talk to the guys, and he got all those guys saved. Now, what am I saying to you today? Sometimes you've got to fight for it in the faith. Sometimes you got it. You got to you just, you know, he could have just let it go and say, well, OK, you know. But no, he was like, God, we got to get these. See, I think sometimes you, God wants an argument. Sometimes God, I believe that God wants you, you know, talking to him and saying, God, we, 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 we can't just let these people die and go to hell. I, I think God wants, wants you to negotiate with them. Let me put it that way. He doesn't want to argue, but he wants you to negotiate. Have you ever tried negotiating with God? Tell, let him know that, that things have to change. Do you know what I'm talking about or, or, or things are going to change? <laughs> 
Sometimes you've got to get serious with God and, and say, God, I, I'm just not, I'm not satisfied with, 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 with what the situation is looking like. And we've got we to gotta move this thing forward. We've got to move forward. God wants us to negotiate with him. I'm talking to you. I mean, I mean, God did not slap Abraham down when, 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 when uh, the Lord said to Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And then Abraham said, OK, but what if there's 50 righteous? And the Lord said, well, I'll, I'll spare the city for 50. What about? And then Abraham got a little bold. What about 40? And then God said, I would spare for 40. And then he said, well, don't get too upset. Well, you know, see, God likes us negotiating. He wants us to work with him. Like, God, I, I need a change in my life. I need you to move on this situation. I got to have you, you know, invade my family. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And then Abraham said, what about 20? And God said, I will spare the city for 20. And Abraham was, you know, he was, you know, what about 10? I believe that he could have said, what about one? Why? Because God is merciful. God is merciful God and he and he wants us he wants us seeking him you know one of the things about the what upset God what upsets God is is that we don't call upon him enough in other words what I think bothers God is that we don't get God in in our life enough in other words we think we can handle our own life apart from him at times and I'm going to say this we can do nothing of any goodness apart from God and we got to get God in our equation for him to change things. Amen. Now, let's look at this because uh, you must see it to receive it. And what I'm saying here is that you got to see it by faith. you got to see things changing by faith. It says in Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the title deed of things hoped for. And that word hope, you know, I, I like that word hope. Uh, it's an earnest expectation of good to come. Hope. It, it, it's an expectation that God is going to change it for the good. Hope. It's a, it's a vision. You know, there is a blessed hope. And that, and that means that we're believing that Jesus is coming back and uh, and I'm I'm what you call a pre-tribber. Amen. In other words, I believe that Jesus come back before the tribulation. Amen. And so, uh, yes, the tribulation is coming. The seven years of uh, of God's wrath is coming. But I'm going to be eating at the banquet table with Jesus. But if you believe in that, you're going to stay down here. You have the faith for it. Praise God. You can get your brains beat out down here. I'm going to be up there. With heaven. But anyway, if you are down here, God's going to protect you. Even if I'm wrong, I'm going to be protected either way. Why? Because I have faith. Why? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. The gates of hell shall not prevail against me. No matter what it looks like, I'm standing on God's word. So regardless, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, we're all going to go through tribulation. If we do, I'm going to, I'm going to be divinely protected. I'm going to be supplied for. I'm not running out of food. I'm telling you, people will bring me food. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I believe that. Amen. Pastor, you should stock up. Now, I'm not against stocking up. Fine. If you want to have some cans of tuna in your, in your pantry, good. That's great. Hallelujah. 
but don't put all your faith in seven years of food in your in your garage. Amen. Hallelujah. And no, no, have faith in God. So we see this in Hebrews 11, 3. It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I love this because God creates things by faith. God speaks it by faith and he created the world by faith. Glory to God. And, and God's power, you may not see God, but you believe he exists. You see, listen, see what, what hope is, is hope is we haven't, I haven't seen an angel, but I know angels are around. I may not have seen Jesus, but I know Jesus existed. I know Jesus is the son of God. I know Jesus uh, was raised from the dead. How do you know? I believe because God changed my life. I'm telling you, he radically changed my want-tos. When I got Jesus in my life, my want-tos, what I used to want to do, I don't want to do anymore. That's how I know Jesus is in my life. Now, every once in a while, those old want-tos will try to float back up, but I just, I don't let that old man come up again. I keep him buried, amen? Yeah, some of the times when pressure comes in our life, those old one-twos will try to come up. But listen, we don't, we don't walk by that. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. And so we see here that God created everything and what's invisible, he made visible. So God's powerful. I believe there's a heaven. Glory to God. I don't have to see how God doesn't have to take me there, but I see it in the scriptures. I see the streets of gold. I see the pearly gates. I see it in the scriptures. I see it by faith. Now, are you taking your faith and seeing your future the way you believe God wants your future to be? That's what you have to do. But the enemy will try to do is make your future different than what God wants your future to be. The devil wants you to think that you're not going to make it. You're going to lose. You're going to get sick. You're going to go broke. That's how the devil works. But thank God, you know, thank God, God works this way that he, the plans that he has for us are good plans, plans to give us a hope and a future. And so I like that, you know, Jesus overruled natural science when he came down here. God overrules natural science. You know, Jesus changed water into wine. Jesus calmed the storms by speaking the word. Jesus walked on the water and defied natural science. Jesus multiplied the few fish in the loaves and fed thousands of people. Jesus cast out demons. Jesus opened the blind eyes. Jesus healed incurable diseases. And I'm going to say this to you today, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's still working miracles today. He's still changing situations today. But you got to believe that. You got to put your faith in now that God can change things. So we got to see it by faith. We got to see God move by faith. Hebrews eleven seventeen. 17. Uh, we know this, that Abraham was tested in his faith. And, you know, and God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, I want you to do something for me. I, I, I want you to take your son, your, your, your only son, your promised son, the, the promised seed, Isaac. And I want you to do something with him. I want you to take him up on Mount Moriah and I want you to sacrifice him. Because in, in that day that 
Abraham lived, uh, there were other people that sacrificed their children to the God of Moak. And, and so they would sacrifice their children. And so, so that was something that was common. And God wanted to see if Abraham had the faith to sacrifice Isaac. In other words, there's going to be times in our life where we're going to be tested in our faith. And, and God's going to say, are you willing to lay down some things for my will? Are you, willing to, are you willing to lay down some natural things to pick up something supernatural for me? Are you, are you willing to lay it down? Uh, you know, I remember that uh, I was in business and, and I was called into the ministry. And, and you know, I, I was working for the church and I was happy doing what I was doing. And, and I, was, I was in a job that I loved. Amen. A secular job and was one of the best jobs I've, I, I ever worked. And, and my boss liked me. And, that was that's positive when you work at a job and your boss likes you. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I loved it. And I remember the pastors came to me and said, we want you to come on board. We want to hire you full time. And I said, uh, I said, OK, what's you know, we're going to give you half your, the pay that you're making right now in your secular job. And you're not going to have any insurance. I had health insurance. You, you're going to have to believe God to stay healthy. Do you want to come on board? <laughs> I'm like, God, you know, I went to Bible school. I, I go half my pay. You know, at that time I was living at my parents' house and I had money saved and, you know, I could do it, you know, and, but, you know, I had aspirations. I wanted to, you know, own my own home and, you know, I, I, and all that. And I was living and, and, and it was possible for me to go half pay. You know, and, and I, and I said, I said, and I tried to negotiate with the pastors. I said, listen, I can do, I can work here 20 hours free. I can give you 25 hours free. Let me work full time. No, no. If you really believe God wants you in the ministry, we want you to come on full time and quit your job. My, you know, and I'm like, God bless. Let me see here. Half pay, less than half pay. Believe God for my medical. You know, you know, you know, I'm thinking about the, you know, my metal. I'm thinking if I have a toothache, I'm going to have to believe God or get a rock and break my tooth out of my, you know, like on that stranded movie, you know, stranded or whatever. Remember that movie that the guy got stranded on the island? I forgot what it's called. Remember he had a toothache. What was it? Castaway, thank you very much. He had to get a rock and break. Oh, you know, the devil was giving me like visions. You know, so I go, you sure you want to go this route? And I said, yeah, okay, okay, I'll quit my job. What, what was that? Sometimes God's looking for a sacrifice. Sometimes God's looking for you to lay down something. Sometimes God's looking for you to lay down some modern comforts of, of sleeping in on Sundays and come to church and be a part of the church and be a part of the kingdom and be a part of bringing people into the kingdom. It's a sacrifice to serve God at times. But I'm telling you, it's going to be well worth it. When we stand on the pearly gates and when Jesus is standing there, it's going to be well worth it to hear those words. Depart from me. No, no, not those words. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. No, no, I want to hear well done. Thy good and faithful servant. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, and so we, we, we need to get a revelation of that. So, so, so we need to have that. So, so we see that Abraham had that test. And, and so Abraham had to believe God that, that it actually says it right here uh, in uh, Hebrews in 11, 17, 19. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, 
offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. So what is he saying here? He's saying that Abraham, sometimes we watch these movies of Abraham having to sacrifice his son. And, and sometimes they, the director will have the Abraham crying. Oh, 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 God, I don't want to sacrifice. You know, but I don't believe Abraham was doing that. Amen. I don't believe he was crying and bawling. Oh, God, I'm going to have to kill my son. No, he said no. He knew that God was going to raise him from the dead. In other words, he had a revelation. He already saw it by faith. If he killed his son, God, God was going to raise his son up from the dead. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, what Abraham believed about God raising his dead son, his son that he was going to kill, raise him up, is what we, believed about, what we believe about Jesus, that Jesus was raised from the dead. In other words, Abraham had the faith and he believed in the resurrection of the dead. And so when, when Abraham went up there, we know the story. You know, the angels stopped Abraham from killing his son. And then there was a ram in the thicket. And, and that's where, where the, we got the name of the Lord that the Lord God provides. Amen. And so, and so, but in his heart, in Abraham's heart, he sacrificed his son. And because of that, God was able to send Jesus to sacrifice his son. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today as a sacrifice? How did Jesus make it through all this? How did he make it through all the... How are you going to make it through the persecution? How are you going to make it through all the hard stuff? You, You know, the Bible says that the joy was set before Jesus. That he was able to endure the cross. The joy of what? The joy of us being in heaven with him. In other words, he didn't focus on the cross or the pain. He, he, he looked at the promotion and the blessing. He looked at us being with him. That's how we're going to make it through this. So how are we going to get hope in our life? How do you get hope in life? No, number one, you're going to have to withdraw to God. You're going to have to get close to God. You're going to have to get a God word. You're going to have to get a God word. You're going to have to spend some. You might need a fast. What, Pastor? You've you got to get in God's presence. What? Because you need God to reveal some truth to you. You know, when I was uh, seeking God and I went to Bible school, I never went to Bible school to become a pastor. I mean, that was not my goal. My goal was not to be a pastor. My goal was just to know God. I just knew if I could get more Bible in me, and if I knew God, God would direct me into all success. He will bless me. So I didn't go to Bible school with an intent that I was going to be a pastor. I just went to Bible school because I wanted to know God. And so when, when you have that goal, and I remember I was praying out, seeking God, already knew that I was going to hang out in Tulsa for a while, and then God revealed to me as I was seeking him, gave me revelation to come back here. He interrupted my plans. He said, come back and help Pastor Joe. And, you know, and, and I prayed that out, you know, and, and, and God gave me specific information. Amen. And then God supernaturally worked everything for me to come back here, open the doors for a job. And, and he did all these supernatural things. I, I had a house over there in Oklahoma. He, supernatural. I was able to get it rented out. Glory to God. So I had rental property. Hallelujah. Positive cash flow. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. And God worked it all out. Amen. But you know what? I did drag my heels coming. I said, I'm going to hang out for the summer. (laughs) But I did make it back. Glory to God. But it's always a sacrifice. But 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 we have to withdraw. If I didn't if I didn't seek God, I don't know if I'd be here today. So you got to withdraw. Jesus in Luke 5, 16 said, said, uh, says he himself often withdrew in the wilderness and prayed. So Jesus withdrew to seek God and get filled with them. Number two, we, if we're going to have hope in our life and, and hope is a vision that God gives us, then we're going to have to learn to wait on the Lord. You know, there's going to be a process for the for the dream to come to pass. You know, for most people, uh, most people want it to happen overnight. But I'm going to say this. In God, there's no overnight success. There's always a process for the, for the plan of God to come into process, to come in, into fruition. There's always, so we have to learn to wait on the Lord. You know, the Bible says it's through faith and patience we inherit the promises. So, so we have to learn to wait, and that's the most difficult thing to do, is to wait on God. Psalms 46.10 says this way, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. Psalm 62.5 says, My soul waits in silence for God only, for my hope is from Him. So, so we, we need to learn to wait on God. And of course, we know the benefits of it. It's in Isaiah 40, 31, that they who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up the wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not uh, grow weary. Amen. And so, so we see that. So we need to learn to wait on the Lord. If you're getting tired and fatigued in your faith, get in God's presence and learn to wait on him until he gives you a rhema word. And then you can start running on that word. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, it will, it will put the energy back in you. It'll put the pep back in your step. Number three, you need to word up. And what I mean by that is to get hope in your life. You, you have to get that word in you on a daily basis. You have to continue to read the promises of God's word. Continue to meditate that God, God wants you blessed. You know, you know Hebrews eleven six 6 is, says that God, it's impossible to please God without faith. For, for he who believes that, that God is and that he exists and that he's a ward of those who diligently seek him... And, and that what I said last week or a couple weeks back is that God doesn't just exist. He's El Shaddai. And not only is he El Shaddai, he's your loving heavenly father and he has your best interests in heart. In other words, listen, God has the best plan for your life. You know, you know, uh, God has the bl- best plan for your life. And we got to get into God's presence to get his plan so that we can have that hope to keep us stable in the tough times of life. Number four, when God gives you a rhema word, write it down. Write down the word or the vision that, that, that God gives you. Amen. And, and, and then you have to continue to review what God has given you. God called me to be a pastor of the church and, 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 and God's not God hasn't changed that. I'm still here to pastor you guys. Regardless if it's a if it's uh, 50 or 10,000, I'm still called to be a pastor. 
And I'm here to build you up and to bring you into that place that God's calling you to go into. Amen. And that's greener pastures. Do you believe that today? And God is raising up an army. I'm going to say this. It may look like all hell is winning. It may look like all, all you know, things are, aren't working out. But I'm going to say this. God is working behind the scenes. Keep your hope intact. Keep your faith alive. Keep walking towards the vision that God has placed in your life. And don't let go of it. Keep speaking the promises. Keep shouting them out. Keep shouting to your mountains. And I'm telling you, you're going to be in that promised land. You're going to stay in that promised land. And I'm telling you, it's just going to be a matter of time when Jesus splits the eastern sky. And he's going to say, come up, here's Glory to God. And I'm telling you, it's, it's an adventure following God. It's not always easy, but it's an adventure. Glory to God. As you continue to put your faith and trust in him, he will surely bring it to pass. You believe it today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you are so good to us. I thank you that you have a plan for each one of us. And You have a plan, Father God, of prosperity for us to prosper in every area of our lives, Lord. In our relationships, in our finances, in our health. Glory to God. And Father, I just thank you that you sent Jesus to pay that price. And even though that we may be encountering trials and tribulations, you told us to be of good cheer. Because Jesus, you have overcome this world. And you are the overcomer. And you abide in each one of us. Maybe you're here this morning and maybe you're wavering in your faith. Maybe you're here watching online and you don't know where to turn. Maybe things in your life is not going where it needs to go. Well, if you don't know Jesus, then you, then you're definitely on the wrong road. You need Jesus in your life. And so uh, uh, if you never made a confession of your faith, uh, get God in your equation and he will give you that hope so you can survive every obstacle that the enemy throws at you. Just pray this prayer after me and meaning your heart. If you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior. And I I thank you for saving me today. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.